want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit? Are you in need of an uplifting message? It's time for today's Uplift, encouraging words and biblical truths to help you find freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, again, everyone, thanks for joining us for Uplift. I'm Phil Bliss. <laughs> and I'm Ian Thornton. I hope you're doing well. Ian. Yes. I had a fight with God. And? I lost. <laughs> really? Thank because I, I, would, I, I would be quite <laughs> impressed to hear otherwise. No, but let me, let me tell you about this fight I had with God. Okay. I, I wouldn't say a fight. It was, um, it's been an ongoing battle, I guess, with the Lord. Okay. For a few years. Well, that's probably going to fit with a lot of us. Uh, yes, you know? I think so. I think okay. so. Yeah, I'm interested. Go ahead. Um, and it has to do with me being a pastor. Okay. Okay. So I really need to go back, way back, to 1994. And I'll make this quick. I won't drag it out. Um, but that's when I first was sitting in the pews at Obetz United Methodist Church in Obetz, Ohio, just to the south of Columbus. Okay. And I'm sitting there, and I just hear, I just get this thought in my head. I didn't hear anything. I get a thought in my head. I can do that someday. I can stand up there and talk to people like that. Hmm. But this guy up here, he's a retired chemist. I'll wait till I retire, and then I'll do it. Okay. Give me some time to learn about. Sure, sure. Okay, so that's how it started out. Five years later, I'm a pastor. (laughs) Let me I was guess. Not you didn't retire early, <laughs> did you? I was 29 years old. Okay. Okay. I did not retire. Um, but I was excited. And when I first got into it, that's when the arguing with God kind of began. Hmm. Like, God, this isn't what I thought it was. I don't want to do this. I'm just going to quit. I want you to be a pastor. Well, come on, Lord. I mean, I'm not, I'm not cut out for this. So... I stepped down. Okay. In 2001. All right. So two years later, I stepped down. In June of 2001. In September of 2001, I knew I had to go back. Really? Yeah. Because of what happened September 11th. That was part of it. I, looking back now, I realize how God was leading me then, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. to this decision that I've recently come to today, well, in the last few days. Hmm. And it had everything to do with how I was relating to the people that I had been a pastor of their church. Okay. Okay. So I uh, went back, and that lasted until 2006 when I okay. stepped down again. Um, this time I, I was... Still arguing with God, I like God. Just no. This isn't what I want. This is what I want. He goes. All I heard, all I ever heard was, "I want you to be a pastor." Okay. I have called you to be a pastor. Is exactly how I heard it in my mind. Wow. I have called you to be a pastor. I made a lot of assumptions, which led to this argument. Okay. 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 So that lasted from until t- 2006. Okay. So then in 2012. In that time, that five-year period, or six-year period, between 2006 and 2012, I was filling in everywhere. Really? I was, I was preaching. I preached in a Catholic church once. 
Oh, <laughs> that, all right. That was pretty. It was pretty uh, unique experience. I was Presbyterian churches, Methodist churches, and then I end up at the French Church in Smithfield, and I was preaching in an evening service. Okay. And I had no idea, but I was preaching from John chapter 15 when he says, I no longer consider you slaves, I consider you friends. Yeah. That's what the French church is all about. I didn't know that. That's their whole basis. Okay. okay? So they thought I did that on purpose, and they're like, they needed a pastor. So they contacted me and said, hey, would you like to be a pastor? I'm like, oh, man, I knew this. God had told me it was coming. Okay. He goes, you're going back into Paul. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> like you've been month, called to be a pastor. Because <laughs> <laughs> for like a month, he had told me. He had other people saying to me, when are you going to get back into this again? I'm like, no, 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 I'm done. Sure enough, I did. So okay. I was there for three years. Um, I was at my first church, minus the, the short couple-month break for three years, then four years then three years, see the pattern, yes. come to the First United Methodist Church, three years. A year into the First United Methodist Church, I go to Brooks Run for guess how long? Three, three years. years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anyway, when I stepped down in 2019, I thought, this is great. I'm not a pastor, but I'm doing things for the kingdom of God. I'm doing all this stuff on the internet. Yeah. And God's like, you're still a pastor. I'm like, God, we need to talk about this. Okay, I don't see me going and taking classes anymore. I don't see me standing in a pulpit on Sunday morning. This is the conversation this past weekend. Gotcha. Okay. And the Lord said, okay. And like, did I hear that correctly? I mean, Lord, I feel like you just said to me, okay. Yes. Well, what do you mean then? He says, what's a pastor, Phil? And I went, Whoa, what is a pastor? Kind of ended the argument right there. All these years, yeah. God has not called me to be a pastor in a church setting like we understand church today. Right. But that got me thinking because one of the reasons I stepped down many years ago, I've never told anybody this, okay? Okay. This is the first time coming out. In 2006, one of the reasons was, I didn't like the concept of church that had been established in the world, mm. institutionalized. Um, and I am in no way trying to cut down on churches right now. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm simply expressing my feelings and my thoughts that I didn't quite know how to process back then, but I have a little bit better understanding now, mm. okay? So I just stepped away from it because, mainly because I didn't feel like churches were doing the right thing. Now, I'll stop right there and say churches do wonderful things. They do. Many churches do wonderful things, and God yes. absolutely 100% is backing them in what they do. However, I believe that God wants me to be a pastor in a more, in a sense, more like what Jesus was. Hmm. Jesus didn't stand up on Sunday mornings in a building and preach. He preached on the hillside. He preached by the lakeside. He preached when there was two or three people. He preached when there was 5,000 people. Right. Okay? Right. And it was about establishing relationships with people and showing them that the kingdom of God was there. 
so they could experience the kingdom of God for themselves. So, yeah. again, That's I'm right. not saying that churches are wrong. I'm just saying that my whole argument for the last 20, what year is this? 20, last 22 years with the Lord has been my own misunderstanding of what he was calling me to do. Hmm. He let me be a pastor in a traditional sense on Sunday morning in the pulpit pastor to gain experience, but that was never his intention for me. Hmm. And I have accepted that, and it has brought me incredible freedom. That is awesome. And now I'm I'm working with him saying, okay, what's next? What do we do? He's already given me a list of people. We'll go visit these people, talk to them for an hour. Okay, great idea. That's fantastic. Talk to people on the street. I talked to a guy at the gas station the other day and have no idea who he was, but just <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Just struck up a conversation and we didn't talk about God, but I knew after I left, I said, that guy's a Christian. He's got to be. And God never came up at all, but I knew that man was a Christian. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But it was just being being like Jesus for the rest of the world so they can see. And you know, one other thing that came out of this is, and I wanted to ask you about this. I really feel like there's many times when we try to force things when it comes to God. And by that I mean Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, and I'm with you till the very end of the age. If I ask somebody in a traditional church, what does that mean? Well, that means you got to get people to come to church on Sunday morning. It means you got to tell them about Jesus. It means you got to get them to come to Sunday school. Is that really what it means, though? Possibly. But what if it also means you show them Jesus by the way you live your life? They'll want to be a part of that. They'll want to change, and God will make the change in them. That's right. We don't have to tell people, you have to be in church on Sunday morning. That's going to drive them away. Well, it, and, and there again, you know, that passage is, isn't talking about the four-walled church and inviting people right. into the church and having them be members of the church simply because the church didn't exist when that was written. Right. So it has to, be, it has to, mean, something. It right. has to mean something else. That's a very good point. Um, but it really, it, it's, it, it goes back to relationship. You yeah. know, we, we've talked about it and talked about it, and, and you're exactly right. It, it's live your life wide open. Live it out loud, yeah. and and people will. <laughs> they're going to come to watch, you know. And it's either you know, light me on fire, and come to watch, right. or burn with me. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And again, there's. I'm not putting down churches. No, but, no, no, no. But they have, in whether they realize it or not, they in a way have developed something that is. It can be a wonderful way to build relationships in your community. It can be a wonderful way to serve your community and help others. But at the same time, I know I felt before I ever, I went to church six times as a child, Hmm. six times. I can count them on two hands as a child, okay? Mostly Christmas and Easter, (laughs) okay? Okay. (laughs) But when I started going to a church regularly, I felt 
Now, the church I went to, I felt very loved and accepted. Okay. But I never felt that way at any other church prior to that one. Hmm. And I had, when I say went started going regularly, there was a church that I went to pretty regularly, but I didn't really feel welcome and mm. accepted. Okay. It wasn't until this one church that really showed me love, and that's the church that I was sitting in, Obed was United it? Okay. Methodist Church. Okay. That's where I heard the Lord calling me. So it got me thinking, and I've been thinking about this for years. Why, how do we change that? If we're going to keep the institutional church, what can we do to change that so that people feel like they're welcome there? And if we cannot change it for all of the people, then why aren't we going out and being with those people in some way? And I don't mean you got to spend every day out on the street talking to every person that walks by, or you got to stand on a, a box and say, repent because Jesus is coming. I'm not talking that extreme. I'm talking building simple relationships with people that you know or don't know and letting God build upon that. Hmm. That's awesome. That's what God it, is telling me lately. It and and it's so true. I mean, it's there again, you know, you can look at that and just go, you know, understand um Jesus's what well, we say Jesus's ministry. "Quote unquote," but just watching his life—that's why people followed him. Right. That's why, right. you know, he could say to someone, "Hey, follow <coughs> me." And it's the same reason why you know we can get into conversations with people and share what God has done in our lives, who He is to us, and um, just be very open and honest with it. And and people attracted to it. Yeah. And we get to our life is an invitation mm. for people. It is. It, it really is in what we get to um, say and share and do, how we act, how we, you know, it, it, this happens to us, our, our family often. And, you know, we go out to eat and, um, mm-hmm. and, and people, people watch. And it's not just because of the large, larger family. Um, but inevitably, someone will stop by our table on their way out or whatever and just say, wow, I mean, you know, you're, are these all yours? You know, a couple different um, questions or comments are made, you know, conversation back and forth, but it always ends up going, I just, I just, your kids are so well behaved mm-hmm. and we're just so thankful to see and to watch that. And, and I'm sorry, we don't mean to interrupt dinner, but we, we just wanted to tell you that. And we're at our own table. We're not interacting with anybody else's table. Oh, okay, great. great. You know, we're 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 living our lives, enjoying our time together, having dinner, but people are watching. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with with all of us. You know, right. we're out right. there and we're living our life, and people are watching. And it is a a at points a magnetic effect that people are drawn in to. Mm. Whether they even realize it or not, but what they see is something they need, right? And their right. spirits just are drawn into that, right? And so they need to engage. So that goes back to you know, it, it's not about standing in a pulpit, right? You know, it right. is just about being. It's about living, and people are drawn into that, and then we have a message of hope and encouragement to share with them. Exactly right, and you know, I can teach people outside of the church. Mm, mm-hmm. I can 
speak to people in a in a sermon like way outside of the church and it doesn't have to be 20 to 30 minutes it can be two minutes <laughs> right right you that's know? right and and not only that then you can also like you said live your life as a sermon yes and anyone can do that that's right right so i know there's more to this that the lord is revealing to me and is going to reveal to me and i believe he has something specific planned he's just working me into mm-hmm. it that's awesome but i don't want to let anybody think that because they've never had that title that they can't be a pastor a teacher uh, an evangelist they can be any of those things if the lord calls them to be exactly because he didn't I didn't come up with this on my own. Clearly, he has yeah. been leading me into this for years. So don't don't say that, well, I can't be that because I'm, I don't have an education or I can't be. Right. That's another thing that the, the church does. And, and in a way, I understand why they do it. But something has always bothered me. I won't mention the denomination, but the one that I spent a lot of time in. (laughs) And I understand you don't want somebody, you don't want like David Koresh coming in and leading one of your churches. True. Okay, so that's why they have these (laughs) interviews, which are maybe an extreme. (laughs) Okay, we'll go with uh, Tom Jones, is that his name? The guy from the, the, had everybody drink the Kool-Aid or whatever his name was. Okay, I don't. <laughs> I'll stop there. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you don't want someone who's gonna mislead people. So I understand why they have the interviews to ask the questions they do, but to put so many demands on a person to be a pastor, it it's you know some would say, well, it's for the sake of the call. Okay, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Right. But at the same time, it's kind of saying that in order to be to carry this title if if it's that even a good word for it or this mantle or whatever you want to call it you have to be this educated person no i don't think so Mm. i I believe all you need is the lord's calling Mm. now i'm not saying that these people shouldn't be where they are they should be but it's just got me questioning things lately. And another thing that I don't like, and I, I remember saying when I first started out being a pastor, I said, I never want this to be about the money that I made doing it. And I never ever let it be. So when I stepped away, I didn't miss the money because yeah. I never made it about the money. But you ask some pastor who's making $60,000 a year, why don't you step down from the pulpit and do something else? They, they would have to think twice about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, because it's their livelihood. Right. And they become dependent upon the institution. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. they that's become what I mean. dependent upon the institution. And I'm not trying to come up with an answer to, to solve this problem. But I guess what I'm saying is I really feel like the Lord, and we've been saying this for weeks mm-hmm. on this program, and we've been saying it for years outside of this program, the Lord's doing something new. Yeah. And he really he wants to reach out to more people and and bring more people into the kingdom. He does. And 
There are ways yes. to do that outside of a four-wall church. Mm -hmm. Yep. And people within a four-wall church can certainly be a big part of that. Oh, my gracious. I, I think that's one of the biggest things that God wants to do is he wants to release his kids yeah. out into the world and, and to break that um, false understanding that um, life as a Christian happens inside of the church. Yeah. The church, the building. That's you what know, I'm trying to say. Exactly. And it, and it is dis it, God from the very, very outset of it designed it for the church to be in motion and on the move. Exactly. And and at points, um, we, myself included, um, have gotten settled um, where you are. And, um, for example, you know, inviting people to come to be ministered to rather than going to minister to others. Right. And so... Um, there is. There's a shift happening. Um, it's taking place, and and um, you know we're getting to experience it everywhere. It can be at a restaurant. It can be walking down the sidewalk. It can be pumping gas. It can be walking through the grocery store, and all out there. And that's what I'm saying. You know, living our life out, living it out and out loud, mm -hmm. so that that people see it. And it's not about standing on the street corner. Uh, right. Wearing a sign telling everybody that they need to repent or they're going to hell. <laughs> right. um, you know, that that's, not, that's not what I'm saying about being out loud. I'm just saying right, you know, right. live your lives openly, unashamedly, um, and and boldly so that people understand that there's hope. Because you never know who you're running across. You never don't know what situation right. that they're facing. And, and the look on somebody's face in the grocery store, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily reading the label to figure out how many sugars is in the can. <laughs> you know, maybe they're processing a tough day at work right, or something right, that happened right. in, in a personal relationship. And they're just, they're lost. They're lost in thought. They're lost in what direction do I take? A feeling of hopelessness has come across them. But a, a person want, being able to walk past them and having a kind word, um, something that, that uh, is encouraging, that lifts up their spirits, that pays them some attention, mm -hmm. um, is, right. is life-changing. That's spreading the kingdom. It is. It, it, it's, it's understanding that you, you are releasing that kingdom, the kingdom of God, that you're a walking Ark of the Covenant, which we've talked about before. Right, right. And, and that power of who God is flows from you and into those around you, and change happens. Yeah. Right. I know. I'm with you, man. And, and I, mean, I could go on for a long time talking about this. <laughs> I, but I it's really exciting, Phil. It it is. It's it, it's it's further confirmation that the change that we've been talking about is happening. Yeah. You know, it's it's already happening and we're seeing it and we're watching it take place and we're getting to be a part of it. Right. Right. And so we want to invite, you know, it, exactly. we want to invite everybody else, you Absolutely. know, to be a part and and to and to to be that uh conduit and that um change agent that yeah. God has called us out to be in the world that he's called us into. My sphere of influence, your sphere of influence, your sphere of influence, that God's called us to be a part of this shift that um, the church is now on the move. A ripple in the pond. It is, uh, exactly. A yeah, ripple. I've, I've heard a wise pastor say that once. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it. We have to renew our minds. I, I go back oh, to that's good. that that's verse exactly in, right. in Romans uh, 12, 2, I think it is. Um, 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind. mind. Mm -hmm. We have when when I say that, I mean we have to stop thinking what we've been taught is absolutely the only way because it's not. Mm. We have to stop thinking that it's impossible. We have to stop thinking that it's never going to happen. God changes things in an instant. Yes. He just he shows up all the time and if you let him. Yes. Yes. Good point. Submission and surrender. Submission and surrender, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about what you said last week when you said, what if that difference between the 40 to 60 is a question to God? Yeah. That really stuck with me mm. from last week. So yeah. that is, ask God. I know. Well, I know. Let's go back to ask God. Don't ask for just a few. Right. Don't I ask don't know. For just that's, a few. that's what been with me all week. <clears throat> and so, it's just what you're talking about. You yeah, know, it's exactly. like you know, you're... you're your argument with the Lord for these last 20-some years. You know, it, it's it's never stop asking. You know what I did? What? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just realized something. And? After our program last week, I asked God, I said, give me what you want me to have. I didn't even I remember. realize that I remember. that's exactly remember you said what that. he did. Yes. I went home that night and I asked, I prayed that. Give me what you want me to have. Show me so I understand. Yes. And then I was on this four-hour drive this weekend and he's just downloading on me. <laughs> or Actually, I think awesome. it was more like six hours, but it, it he gave it to me. That's so he awesome. will give you what you, when you ask him, he will give. Yes. And it was an, an amazing encounter that ended this argument. I know, I, I think back now, like at one time, I wanted to be, um, I don't know what they call it in the Methodist Church, um, a deacon. Oh, okay. Because I didn't have an MDiv, but I have a master's degree. Mm. So I'm working it all out. Okay, God, I got the master's degree. I'm going to do this, right? No. I mean, it became so abundantly clear to me, that is not what I want you to do. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, okay. because we think we have it planned. Yeah. We think we understand. Right. And I know there's people watching or That's listening a, yes. that are saying the same thing. I thought I knew what God wanted me to do. And sometimes people give up when they think, oh, well, that didn't work. I, maybe I didn't hear from God. Maybe God doesn't really want me as part of his. No, he wants everyone. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. But we maybe we need to ask him instead of telling him what we're going to do. Yeah. Ask. Let me end the argument with, with for you and the Lord right now. Let him win. <laughs> you know, it's freedom when it, he wins. It, it is. It is. That is fantastic, man. Yeah, I, I apologize I for it. interrupting you, but that just... It's wonderful. It, when it's you just, said something, it dawned on me. Like, I, I did ask. You said, don't ask for a few. Like, I did ask. Yes. Just like we said we were going to do. Uh, exactly. Exactly. I've been getting answers all week, too. Oh, good. And I've been asking. Oh, good. Just everything of what we good. talked about last week, you know, God is just continually reiterating those same points to me, probably because it takes me a little while to catch on. But anyway, <laughs> I'll take it, you know, but he, he continues to do I that. understand that. But he's faithful. And yeah. that's, a, that's a good dad. That's a good father. Yeah. yeah. He is faithful. He will teach. He will share. He will share over and over and over again. And um, Definitely. And, and, and we, we reap those benefits of, of following his lead and learning those lessons. And I have been on this journey with the Lord for uh, most of my life, but 
I really feel like I'm just beginning right now. Yeah. And I'm really excited about what's coming. It's like a new day. Yeah. I've been so excited since that's awesome. this weekend to, to talk about this and to share it with everybody else. And I, I guess it was pretty exciting because I took up almost all the time. We're, we're out of time already. <laughs> oh, my gracious. So that's fantastic. But, you know, maybe we can continue this conversation sometime. And, and please, if you feel like yeah. you're in the same boat. That's right. Reach out to us. Mm, Let please. us know. Let us help you. Let us pray with you. Let us pray for you. Let us talk to you, share our experiences. Yeah, and you can share yours. I mean, yeah. it's, it's about the body of Christ right. building together, encouraging one another, and and coming together in force. It's the God, God is bringing His bride together. Yeah, yeah, He really is in a in a and very would, wonderful way. And we way. would just love to hear about and, what God's doing in your life. You know, I've been this past weekend. I was also thinking that. You know, maybe we could have more people come on the show, even if it's remote. You don't oh, have yeah. to be sitting right oh, here. Exactly. We could do a Skype interview with someone sometime for Uplift. So that would be awesome. If you're interested, let us know. You know how to reach us? Prayer at FulcrumRadio.org. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us at yep. FulcrumRadio.org or TheFulcrumCenter.org. Yep. Um, if you know Ian or myself, you can text us or call yeah. us. Just give us a holler. Not at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Beauty sleep. <laughs> Works for him. I'm still working on it. <laughs> no, you know how to reach us. Yes, um, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and, and share your experience with us. Ask us questions. Ask us to pray for you. Yes, that would and be an honor. It would be. It would be an and honor. And if you to want to be on you. the radio, we'd be glad to have you on Uplift, and you can be on Fulcrum Radio. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't it be? It Isn't be. it great to be on the radio? It's fantastic. I love being on the radio. It's crazy. <laughs> it's all right. Well, that's all we have time for tonight. We actually went over a little bit, but thank you for joining in. Thank you for listening to my little story. That's absolutely here. wonderful, Phil. Thank you for sharing it, man. Absolutely. I'm glad. And uh, we look forward to serving all of you yes, absolutely. in the weeks to come. Good night. God bless. God bless. Yeah.